Yo, 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 ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? Here's another day, another blessing. And I have a special guest here with us this evening, man. This is really my cousin, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but man, I'm so proud of this guy, man. He's an award-winning author, man. He writes, he doing some dope poetry, man. He just, he just, he's an entrepreneur. He's just all around workaholic, man. I, I, I like to introduce to you uh, Tariq Torre, man. How you doing? Assalamu alaikum. I'm good, man. It's good to see you, man. You look good. You look good. I'm, I'm doing yeah, well. Sorry, yes, sir, man. Listen, so welcome to Mental Breakthrough. Um, I wanted to reach out to you because um, you, you I, I always, I've been watching you, you know, we, we go back for some time now, but I've been watching you, man, and, and I'm seeing you level up each year, it seems like, man. You're just leveling up and, 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 and putting in that work. But with mental breakthrough, I know there comes a time before each time we level up that we, we go through battling ourselves. You know, we, we, we go through doubt and fear or we question, you know, we just we, we try to figure out, can we do it? And and in that, I just wanted to ask you, man, just, you know, how, you know, before, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, let me, y'all may not know who he is. Just give the people a little bit about yourself before I go deep into this conversation. You can see I'm excited. I'm ready to go in. But just kind of share the listeners a little bit about your background and sure. a little bit about, you know, how you got started on your journey. Sure, sure. Um, so um, my name is Tariq Ture. I'm a, uh, I'm a, a graduate of um, Edmondson High School, West Baltimore. Um, Bowie State University, shout out to my Bulldogs, and mm -hmm. also uh, Howard University, so shout out to my Bison, we, we Bison and we Bulldogged up. Um, I grew up in West Baltimore um, in, I guess what you say, the tail end of the crack era, yeah. so that came with all this, this, this whole type of energy, but my uh, my family is, um, it's like one half of my family is Muslim, the other family is like um super holy rolling holy holy rolling christians and right, right. so uh, we just been prayed up for a long time and we've had a, a sort of a blended religious family for a long time so it's a lot of just normalcy uh, within our family so that allowed me to see people in different religions get along like as i, you know, as I get older as i get, like grew up and grow older and stuff so um and also just you know having a, a pretty big family um, my, my father was, a, he's a retired imam, and my mother is a retired third grade teacher. And uh, I played ball in high school, played ball for a significant portion of my life. Um, but it, it came to sort of a, um, a fruition in high school where I was able to um, not only uh, win a state championship at uh, Edmondson High School, but um, break some records and then go ahead and uh, earn a full scholarship to Bowie State University where I played football there for four years on, on a full scholarship. And then um, after that, uh, I went to grad school at Howard. And uh, between all of that time, <laughs> between all of that time, I was uh, always into a creative lane. I was always into writing. I've been writing since I was like seven or eight. Um, right. It was like little pity pat raps and stuff like that. But I've been consistently writing and I did not sort of um, expose my writings to the world until I got to Bowie when it was just a lot more like 
opportunities for people to, you know, say what they had to say or, you know, speak. So I started, you know, to, you know, expressing more of my writings there. And then, like, I just got a lot of support. And so, you know, just shout out to HBCUs because I don't know if I went to a PWI when I had got that push from, mm. from folks around me. So, yeah. Mm. And so now, you know, I'm a, um, I'm a third, three, three times author now. And, um, I, yeah, it's, it's been a journey, and I've just been, been just trying to enjoy myself. And I'm a husband, father. And, yeah, just, just you know, a lot of things you can get into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So that's every guy that said that. So, you know, how, how how is your relationship now with, you know, with your family, you know, moms and pops? Like, how are y'all relationship now? Y'all good? Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, I would say, uh, you know, I had an interesting, I had an interesting uh, sort of upbringing. Uh, I definitely say, you know, my father, he was figuring it out on the go, um, like a lot of folks. And uh, my people's just period, you know, we coming off so much different issues and stuff like that, that it's just, you know, it's just a blessing just to have, you know, people um, around. Yeah. Um, but I would say, I, you know, I, we're, we're okay. <laughs> yeah, I would say we are. No, right. no that's, that's, that's good because you said, so you said you've been, man, you've been writing since you seven or eight. Right, and but you said so. You started writing rap back then, right? Yeah, I would write like little like rhyming poems. I don't know if I would consider them raps, but it would be like little rhyming poems about maybe like how I like the teacher or something like that, or you know, little stuff that might be going on at school. And um, when I got to Edmondson, I, I had a teacher named Miss Green in the English department who. Um, she used to really press me out about writing because she thought I had some type of talent. But I was playing ball and I wasn't really like I, I would write, but I, it wasn't like serious. You know, no, because because uh, <laughs> I, I asked you that. You know, I asked you that because when I listen to your poetry, sometimes something what makes it unique though for me is you you come at it so at some of your poetry as a battle rapper. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. Have like, a, like a battle rap delivery. Have you heard that before? Yeah, Got that before? yeah. I guess how how did that come? How did that? How did your style come about? You know what I'm saying? Because it, to me, it is unique though. There's yeah, not too yeah, many yeah. people who come deliver it in that that way. Like, where did that come from? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I, I some there are some poems that I do that are more like monologuish, like they don't rhyme. But uh, once I kind of realized like rhyming would be my pocket. I kind of just like stay within that. Like I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm gonna get up and say it in front of somebody. It's probably gonna end up rhyming. And um, I want to say DMX. Mm. <laughs> and mm. DMX was a huge influence just because like the the energy he had. And then Rakim, and then my older brother he used to um, he used to play this song by KRS One called the MC. Over and over, over again, he should be like, "This is what rap is about." Like, this is what right, right. About. And so, if anybody ever listened to the MC, it's like a, a, a mini semester in like what an MC is supposed to do. Right. So, um, you know, I like battle rap too, but um, yeah, I just was like, you know, if I'm gonna approach it, then you know, I'm gonna approach it like the people I respect. So. You know, if you hear me rhyme, you'll hear you'll hear Rakim in there, like you'll hear Rakim at the end of my rhymes and delivery and how, how the punch at the end and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and so that's definitely because like just listening to him, like as far as like rhyme pattern, voice control and all that, like he's like 
top tier. Um, yeah, you definitely, yeah, you definitely got that in your yeah. in your delivery. I like that. Uh, yeah. So, so let me, you know, what the one that really stuck out to me. Uh, uh, which, which one is? Um, I found God in a bean pie. Like, yeah, that was that was deep. You know what I'm saying? That, that was like one. That's like one of my favorite ones. Like, yeah. what was the like? I don't want to say what the motivation behind it was. It's in the name. But yeah. man, just to kind of take me through that that thought process, man, and you know, yeah. take me through that thought process. There. Yeah, you know, it's crazy as um, I started learning more and more about how many of our ancestors that was brought over here on the ships was actually Muslim, and yes, because um, because Arabic was the what they what they used to study in like that was their study language that was the original language right so that was the only universal language that they could actually talk to each other on slave ships in. so a lot of you know a lot of them were coming from different dialects but you speak arabic so that was the, that was the one communal language that's just number one 30 percent of the, you know the enslaved people that were brought over here were muslim and then i learned that um, so in West Africa, you'll see people with them, like them, um, amulet things with a little pocket in their pouch thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, um, they had one of the, the, the revolts in Brazil. And so they looked in one of the amulets in one of the pouches and in it was, uh, um, an ayah from a chapter in the Quran. And it was the same one that Ibrahim, and it was a prayer that Ibrahim made that his family would, would stay upon Islam. Mm -hmm. And so like me learning that, and I'm just like, all right, I got to say something to speak to that. And I felt like starting it with, with I found God in a bean pile would, would make sense to people who know and like they know, know. <laughs> and then it would be a good grab for people to kind of be like, man, what is he talking about? You know, so. I always love to perform that one because people go from like people who don't know go from like ha into the end they'd be like oh <laughs> like, right right yeah that, no real talk that was like man but that was I was throughout that, that was deep and like you said the title alone grabbed me I'm like man I thought about it bean pies is that good you know what I'm saying only a lot to promote that recipe you know what I'm saying so, you know what I'm saying so that that's how for me but so so let me all right so. Again, this platform, you know, I have, you know, faith, character, patience, and love. So let me start off with um, uh, your faith, man, because you, you you said your family's big. And yeah. I want to know how, what is that dynamic like, or what was that dynamic like for you, you know what I'm saying, coming up and, and you know, you started studying more, you have a different ideology of things. Like, what is that dynamic like with your family? Like, uh, I know at a point, you know, in the beginning, you get some pushback, but then they see the results and the light, see the light you bring into the world is like, man, okay, what I get with my 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 cousin or my son or you know where he going with this. So what was that dynamic like? Yeah, well, I would say that um, it it kind of was made easy for me because you know my parents had already been Muslim, but my extended family wasn't Muslim, and so they already had kind of you know, been dealing with each other for a while. Okay. So by the time I came along, Thanksgiving was like, all right, it's ham and them greens over there. Don't <laughs> like, 
the ones, the ones tur- or it's Turkey in there. You good with them over there? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. So, like, one thing I always be wanting to say is, is there's like this narrative, like this Islamophobia amongst every American community, but like Muslims and Christians in the black community been chilling together for since we've been here. So, <laughs> so yeah. like, it ain't been a whole bunch of beef. You get what I'm saying? Unless somebody like really stepping on somebody's toes. Right. And um, whatever side of my family, and you know, it is, everybody's been super prayed up. Like even, even uh, like my mother, when she said before she was Muslim, you know, they would be Bible study Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, like yeah. all, all that type of stuff. So like transitioning to Islam wasn't a hard jump. Yeah. It was already super prayed up anyway. Um, so it, it was sort of uh, just made easy for me. And, you know, growing now, it just, man, it's, it's, it's fairly simple, man. I think I think the black community can be like an example of how you get along with uh, yeah. between, between faiths and stuff like that. Unless you like, I don't know, like you got to be like the Hebrew Israelite or something like that for it to be like beef. You know, they be zapping. <laughs> you know what it is? You know, it be the media, man. Like I say, man, uh, really, real talk, man, a, per- uh, 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 a perfect, well, I ain't no perfect, but a good a good Christian or perfect Christian is a perfect Muslim. In my yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? So I get that. So, but my thing is, I just want to know, like, okay, you, you want, you, you, you on this journey now and like, you're you're no, you're 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 one of the trailblazers now. You know, in this new generation that's like as in the storytelling lane. But like, when I want to know, like, how have this faith carried you along so mm. to this point? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you you in order to do what you do, you have to have faith. One would think. So how yeah. has faith carried you along so far? Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things was that. After, after like realizing, you know, I saw, I got to see the light early, like regarding football. Like I got to see the light early, like so. When yeah. I was blessed, I was very blessed to be able, you know, my coach he had scores, he had gets tell us to scrape up whatever money and change we could get, and he would take us to uh to different camps and stuff with like five star players and all that. Yeah, yeah. And so from the jump, you know, being there with them, like, you know, if I'm on the field, I can compete and things like that. But I don't think unless you've been around kids, when I mean, that's any sport, basketball, football, everybody's had went to school with a kid that like, all right, this person is elite. He sticks out like a sore thumb, basically. Yeah, yeah. So going to them camps and stuff like that, I kinda like I sort of like I wasn't delusional, yeah. You know I'm saying I'd be like, okay, like I went to I went to uh went to Maryland camp with the Haytons, mm. like so I I see Joe Hayton. I'm like, that's different. Yeah, that's a different. That's a bit different. Okay, all right. That's a, so that continued to happen. And I'm saying all that to say is is that like I had always thought in the back of my head like what is you know what is what is for me. You know, and so one of the prayers that I, I've been making for a long time in my life for years and years and years is like, God, clarify my path. Allah, mm. clarify my path. Mm. I ain't saying give me a leg up. I don't want, you know, sort of an easy path or anything like that. I pay, I take whatever bumps and, 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 and you know, arrows through the chest I got to take. But right. at least make it clear where I got to go. Right, right. And so... um. There were many times 
in writing, performing, storytelling, and, and creating where I could have been like, man, forget this. Like, man, people ain't feeling my work. Like, you know what? Yeah. And um, I just kept having that faith because I feel, I feel like if, if Allah wanted me to be delusional, he wouldn't have shown me those people. And right, it's right. in my life where literally everybody around me was kind of delusional. Especially if you had, you know, sometimes the division two school can rest your head up so much because you just don't get to see, you don't get to see the guy who's 250 pounds, 6'4", and running a 4 exactly. 4 all the time. If yep. you got a bigger school, that's every day. You get to chill with yep. them, you know, the, but you don't get to see that every day. So we be right. there like, yo, I'm going to the league. I just be like, I don't know, yo. Like, I don't want to doubt you, but it's tough, you know? So yeah. we got to find our pockets. So um, I took a lot of bruises, and but but and I say all that to say is that what made faith brought me to the fact that I was like I know Allah is putting me in this pocket. Mm. I know He's steering me this way for a my reason. My set of experiences and my inherent talents are pushing me so that one day I'll be able to convey certain realities to people. And mm. so I just like stuck with it and stay prayed up on it and then certain things started to like come more easier to me right and right things that come easy to me now are things that i bit the bullet on a long time ago and you mm. know didn't quit and um you know didn't try to live a fantasy like i think we just really need to lean into what to the gifts that that, that god give us Right, 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 right. That's you know what I'm saying that's that's definitely key. You know what I'm saying? So like what was that I guess what was that conversation like? Did you have a you know that you said you always prayed, but when it was that vision was pretty much clear for you, did you have another conversation with like all right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I know for me I had I had that conversation, like man, stuff's about to get real. Yep. But I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? Then now, now I'm on autopilot. Like, yeah. what was that conversation for you like? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna tell you one of the, the um the, one of the, I want to say the, the the toughest part for me is just after like realizing like okay things are starting to like open up was that I could no longer sort of fly under the radar in, in mediocrity. Mm. And so the conversation. Expound on that, please. Expound on that, please. Meaning that, that, like, if Allah give you an opening, right? <laughs> then that means you're going to have to go 150 miles per hour now mm. because anything less might not expose the light that you're supposed to be exposing to the rest of the world when you get that open right. you know what i'm saying so it's like if the door is cracked you gotta kick it open yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's crazy you, yep. you know you gotta go full throttle because you you might miss out on that moment you know you might you mm. might miss out on that opportunity um and uh what was i saying so so like for me, it was like, all right, I need, to, I can't be mediocre. I can't be mediocre. I have mm. to. I would, I would ask. No, just what I ask. Not only just you know make it things clarify, but please like give me the energy 
like I need the energy to be able to strive forward, right? Right. And like, you know, something that you know we always say as Muslims, like put baraka in our time, put blessing in our time, because. Yeah. I mean, yo, if you come from where we come from, you dealing with family stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my family stuff was like a mess six months ago. Like, like you you already know. Like, if you yeah. go south, your whole summer will be done. You ain't doing nothing. Easy. You ain't making no business moves. You ain't going, you trying to handle this cousin over here to handle whatever the case may be. So I just always like put blessing in my time. Whenever I find time to do something, I need you to triple my output. Right, <laughs> right, right. Real talk though. Quadruple my output because I don't know if I'm going to have as much time as somebody else that right. may not have all these. Yeah, you don't know what your phone might do on any given day, bro. You you already know. So it's like, that, that, yeah. that, that, now that's interesting. So like, what is? We actually like you know coming from Baltimore, man. Like, what is you know, what is the bottom the state of Baltimore like now? Um, you know what I'm saying? And then like, what is it? You know, for you, like in your storytelling, like how much did Baltimore mean for you? But you reaching back and helping uplifting the community with your, your you know, with your, your storytelling, like what does Baltimore mean to you? Yeah, Baltimore means means a lot, man. It means everything. Um, so we're my family. We're now in Detroit. Um, we've been here uh, since uh, June. And so, like, that was even a tough move for me because I was like, ah, I'm home. Um, but, but Detroit is so much like Baltimore. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's just people have different accents. Um, I would say that, you know, it's place, it's pockets in, in Baltimore, it's pockets in that area, you know, that um, the resilience of the people. Mm, it's yeah, just something that you can just you know you can you can taste you can taste and feel and, and the energy is palpable of just the uglinesses that have happened there as soon as you as soon as you cross that line and go in there but also when you get down and you talk to people you see the people that have been surviving and thriving and i think me growing up and, and having that experience and spending most of my life in that experience it's given me the blessing of a chip on my shoulder. <laughs> uh, real talk, though. That, it's interesting <laughs> you say that because you did to cut you off with in your poetry, though. Like I said, like this is like a battle rap delivery, but I can see that chip on your shoulder. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. yeah, yeah. So let me, matter of fact, let me ask this because of that. What What is your end goal? I don't, I, you don't have to give too much, but like, what is your end goal? What do you want to accomplish with? You know, what I'm saying your poetry and you're writing your books and just telling just telling the story. Like, what is the the end goal for everyone? Because yeah. it's bigger than you, so you know. Yeah. yeah. Um. So for me, I would like to put more of my words into manuscript. You know, in books. That's just number one. Like, I want I want to put more of my work into manuscript and books. Um. I eventually would like to uh, do some fiction as well. Okay. And so, um, but that's you know that's 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 a battle, man. Just because the amount of creativity that it, it takes to power a novel is, is insane. So, uh, yeah. So I would I would like to do that. I would like to do some plays, you know, sooner or later. And um, really, uh, for me, this is this is an endless tunnel because I made a decision a while ago that my daily life will be surrounded around documenting 
and archiving a moment in history through my ability. Mm. And so for as long as I live, I'll be doing that. Um, and when I look at the people, you know, that I maybe look up to, the Murray Barakas, uh, you know, the Maya Angelou's, these people, they, they didn't really have a cap. They more so had like just a habitual, just like regimen of just pumping stuff out. And so yeah. that's kind of like what, what the, you know, when that, when it's all set and done, I always say that I want to be like one of them, um, like you come across somebody's music and you hear one song, and you be like, oh man, I got to look up, dude. And then you look at, and then you see, he got 38 albums. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 right, right. You just be swimming in their work for like the next two months. I, you, I want you, my work to be like that. I want so my he's going to work until a live relieve you off your post. So exactly. I get I get that. I'm with that. I'm with you. So, you know what I'm saying? You know, just to imagine about the poetry, the industry per se, you know what I'm saying? Because I know it's a whole world. Once you win it, it's, you know, it's a lot that we don't know from the outside, yeah. but you know, talk a little bit about you know the poetry world and uh-huh. where do you see it going moving forward? Because at one point, like you said, when DMX did that that poetry jam, oh yeah, yeah, man, that poetry was it was something. You know, you had Love Jones and that happened. It yeah. was a mainstream thing, but then for some somewhere along the line, it kind of from you know from from the the mainstream eye, if you would, I guess it kind of dipped off. So what yeah. happened? And where is it at now? Like, you know, is it just underground strictly or like, where do you see it moving now? Right, right. Well, you know what is a, what was a blessing? And I always say that when I talk to people who've been sort of in the slam world and slam poetry, is that like, by me playing ball, I ain't never really get an opportunity to be in nobody's slams. You know what I'm saying? I'll be like, man, I was exactly, slamming. Exactly, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right, right. <laughs> so that has that in itself has protected uh me in a few ways one i had to figure it out on my own Mm. um i had to figure out how to book shows i had to figure out how to write and you know like i had to figure out i actually it gave me my own cadence to be honest with you so it's like i don't sound like people that's on Button poetry or whatever the case with EMs. Like I just, no, right. I just by default, I wasn't able to, to be in those circles to pick up on the cadence and how you know some of them sound alike and stuff like that. Um, so that that helped me, and so I had to literally like sort of build an infrastructure on my own to be able to platform my work. Right. Um, I had already known a lot of people since playing ball, like you know that kind of gave me a ability to move in a, a couple different circles um but what i what i believe i mean i can't really speak for the slam world i'll 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 speak about sort of just the world of poetry all together um i would say that if poets uh, and which is which is why i'm i've been doing i've been like filming more cinematic stuff on my yeah, own yeah i see that yeah if if Poets are able to find different ways to 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 convey their work, then poetry will survive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's gonna survive, period. But not maybe to not to like the height level of what things are. But if we were able to find it, you know, out right anywhere, right on the street sign, right on the jacket, right on some socks, right in the book, right on in the Instagram post, like right, put the poetry everywhere. 
so that it's so in people's face that they can't deny what's happening. Right. Um, and I think that it will survive in that fashion. And I think if poets are supportive of each other, then, you know, they'll, they'll be fine. You know, we can't ask people to care about our work if we don't care about our work. And um, we just got to be, you know, we got to be very serious. Uh, and that's another thing that Baltimore helped me with is that, like, you got to have a hustler's mentality if you, if you want real your art to survive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, For real, Baltimore, man. Listen, one thing I know about Baltimore, you know what I'm saying? And I, I, I miss Baltimore. I ain't going to lie to you. One thing I know about Baltimore, man, you got to hustle. You got to hustle. You got to hustle. You want to get it. Yeah, you got to you know, you got, you got hustle, hustle. And so, you know, I mean, I feel like that's the sort of the energy, you know, black folk anywhere that that, that ain't had a lot. And so, yeah. um, so I looked around and I was saying to myself, well, you know, I got kids to feed. So I, number one, got to get my art to a, to a level where people enjoy what I got to say. Right, right. But number two, it's like after you enjoy it, um, help me, help me be able to, you know, nourish my body so I can be strong enough to stand up here and deliver what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, so. oh, real rap, like, real rap. Like I said, you you're trailblazing it. Like you know, what I'm saying maybe I'm not tapped in with everyone yeah. in the industry, but I know, you know, because I I love poetry, but from from my from my point of view, man, you're hitting with the cinematic thing. Yeah. You just it's a different angle. And that's why I feel like you're trailblazing in it. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, speak a little bit on the character you want, you must have, because I, I want to ask this. What is the the politics like being <laughs> in this? I, and you know what I'm saying? Like, is it is it is it like the music business to where, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to be your own team. Like you said, you did it that way. But for ones coming up behind you, do they have to be their own team? Or do you form a team? Do you have a manager? Or, mm. and, or you know, what I'm saying, what is again that the politics like? You know, for those who don't want to see you winning that, that yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's crazy. It's just this pet. 2020 is the first is I, I hired like my first bookings, like manager, and so I haven't been just getting out of the mud on my own for so long that I I was reluctant to do it. But I just mm. you can't do it on your own. Like you just can't. Um, I did a um. That, that same uh, program that I did, I found God in a Bean Pile on, I had two other young poets with me. And okay. so um, those are young, you know, the younger younger poets. And so I made it a point when, when Al Jazeera hit me up to, to you know, basically say like, yeah, you know, I think your idea is really good. We're going to run this program. I was like, oh, okay. All right, well, I got two. I got I got two other youngins that, that you know, they, they cold. They colder than me. Like, they're going to right. get it in. And so um, the politics of it are, I would say, when I first stepped in, I ain't know nothing, so I'm just straight, you know, straight from around the way trying to get it together. But people, people in SLAM have an issue with people who are not in SLAM at mm. times, right? They're like, oh, you ain't compete, you ain't, you know, whatever the case may be. And for a little bit, I was like, damn, man, do I got to do a SLAM? Like, do it. And then I looked at it, I was like, no, nah, that ain't me. <laughs> like, right, right. right. <laughs> then, like, nah, like, you know, I'm pretty laid back guy, man. Like, you know, I'm to think that I would go through 20 years of my life 
having to prepare on Saturday to give people concussions or to get a concussion or, yeah, you know I'm saying, or inflict pain on somebody to think that I would be doing that to get prepped for a Saturday to scream in the mic just ain't sound too appetizing to me. Right. Um, and so, like, I'm like, man, I pay, I paid my taxes, like, in blood. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I think pulling, 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 pulling younger poets along, you know, that was the biggest thing for me was that, like, all right, if I got platform here, I mean, even when I released my, released my first book, I, you know, I didn't have a whole bunch of money, but I, I paid the poets, that the younger poets that came, the most they had ever been paid to be actually performed. Right. So, like, just off the strength, like, yeah, I need you to know what this tastes like when somebody right. look out for you, and because you know what that tastes like, you're gonna do that for somebody else. Right. And so, um, that's I think that can kind of kill the politics of it, and that mm. was just another side. You, but that's like you know that's like an OG round away type of you know like yeah yeah I'm gonna pull you along type of thing. And that's that, how it should be. Yeah, yeah, you know, it wasn't really. I don't, I don't know if it was introduced wholesale to everybody, but I'm just like off the strength. I'm going like I'm, I'm going to do that because you know you keep passing along. So I think um, where it's going, if people continue to do things like that, um, that was somebody like D. Watkins, you know, just writing. He did that for me. You know, he was okay. one of the first cool, people cool. like, yo, I mean, you know, he helped me um, how to become an immensely better storyteller. Just off the strength. He ain't know right. from a can of paint. He's like, oh, you from West Baltimore, from over east? Yo, we going to link up? And so, like, he, he, his grandfather and a lot of folks into the game. So, um, so you know, just passing on that way. Um, and you don't have to be in sort of any program, click anything like that. Just be like, a good human being. Real <laughs> right, right, right. right, right, right. talk, man. You know what I'm saying? That was just, you know, good keys and ingredients to get, you know, to get to, to, to level up, man, whatever. And that's what, whatever industry, man, you went for real, for real. So, you know, let me, let me, let me transition to, you know, because now, you know, you're, you, you got a, a long little resume now, you know, you know what I'm yeah. saying? You got short film awards. You yeah. got, you know, award for best author, you know, HBCU <laughs> top 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you in the bottom magazine. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, let me talk about patience. Like, like what was your what was your patience like in the beginning? And then and then, then where you at now? Like, how do you view patience then? How important is it to have patience, you know what I'm saying? In order to you know, just where you at now, like how important is it to have patience? Yeah, you know, the the key thing that stuck out to me when you said beginning because I, I I think about the beginning as <laughs> I wasn't good, but there was a spark. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had some garbage stuff I was putting it out, but it was a spark there. You know what I'm saying? The fire wasn't lit, but, you know. Right, right. Trying, you know what I'm saying? So right. I'm trying. If, and if I see that you're diligent, then, yeah. And so what I mean by diligent is, so, and this may even reflect on the rap game, Diligent mean you spend seven days a week trying to get your tape in the hands of whoever or okay. get in front of whoever to switch around. Diligent yeah. means you go in the back cave and you get better so that you're 40 times more prepared when that opportunity presents itself. And when they finally say, all right, yo, go ahead and say what you got to say, you just look like you're coming from Mars. 
because you just like mm-hmm. they must they must have had Shorty locked away. Like you know, you can tell. Right. So um, with patience was that I knew I knew that I had to get better. I knew that I had to get better. I knew a spark was there. Like I had the words, I had the stories that I wanted to tell, but I hadn't developed um, sort of like the the fundamental skills necessary right. to convey. I was like a wild boxer. I was like, you know what I'm saying? I was out there like Deontay Wild. Yeah, just raw talent. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so. For instance, you know, if I had, if, if it was 20 lines of a poem, nine would be like, woo, did he just put that together? Right? Ooh. And then the other 11 would be uh, like, you know, so. Right, right, right. And so, um, you know, like Fab say, don't take a bar. And so that was my whole goal to get to that level where no bar is taken off. You know, like, right. no, and I'm still reaching for that, but I'm, I'm better at it now. And so it took patience and like, literally writing as much garbage poems and writing as possible and then pulling them fine jewels out and so everybody doesn't have the patience to sit there and also to be honest you know some people aren't they don't got the fortitude to take criticism in that way either like they think they're ridicule you know what i mean like and if you got somebody who really know what they're talking about and they really seen some things and they know how it's supposed to sound. Like, you know, they got a good ear. Mm-hmm. I never shied away from that. Like, I, you know, I'll be like, all right, cool. I just try again. You know, I just try again. But some right. people, they hear that and it's like nails across the chalkboard. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you hate him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I'm, I feel that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, like, you know what I'm saying? It's time to hate on you. Like, it's, it's, you know what I'm but that, that comes with, you know what I'm saying? So, that comes with, for you me say then, that comes with maturity and growth. You know what I'm saying? For, and you have to really be mature to act to a certain part to, to take all that criticism in because. Even though, even even in people who do hate, because it's people who do hate, it's, you can find truth in their criticism. Mm. Somewhere, you know what I'm saying? You just, you know, mm. what I'm you can find truth in their criticism. But you know, what I'm saying, I just, I thought, I think that's very key. You know, what I'm saying, having that patience with it. So it seemed like for you, you already, you was already had patience back then. Like you just knew. You know what I'm saying? Like you say, you got it young already. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, yeah. you know, you got. You got uh, you got brothers. You got big cousins. You, you know, like they say whatever to you. Like you know what I'm saying, like, yeah. like you know, in front of company, you know, your cousin might be like, "Bro, you pee in the bed, blah blah blah." You know what I mean, so it's like you used to getting humble. You know what I mean? So yep. it's like, oh, this ain't nothing new. Like, oh, I just gotta fix these couple lines. All right, whatever. I'm sure, no problem. You know what I mean, like, yeah, so, it's, like, it's easier. So like. Now you know what I'm saying, like um, it, you know, it's a new age, right? So, like, one's coming up behind you, you know, because I'm saying you you you're doing different things, but it's still from the same, you know, root, if you would. Like, how are you able to, you know, get to the point where you can, you know, monetize your gift now? Because mm. you know, what I'm saying people coming up, they think I am. It's COVID. I can't get on stage no more. You know what I'm saying? So, how are you able to still monetize your gift? You know what I'm saying, like now? Yeah. I would say that um, find one or two things that you know that one 
it don't feel like work when you're doing it. You know, you just enjoy, you know, it, you just enjoy it. Um, two, something that, that sort of just comes, comes a bit easier to you. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're sitting in a classroom and somebody be like, man, yo, I'm going to do everything. I ain't mess with that math work. And if you don't feel them on that and you're like, well, I do it. It might be a little pocket for you, you know, like right, right, right. something for you. So if you have those types of conversations and you don't feel the same anguish as somebody else about doing a certain particular thing, then you might be in that pocket. You might can explore that pocket. And so for me, it was it, everything stemmed from writing. So like writing is the base. Storytelling. So, so let me ask you. So that's where you love because you you, you kind of just segue right into my last pillar yeah. so that's where your love right that's your love right yeah. yeah you know what i'm saying so you have so okay continue to build on that but just kind of explain more about the importance of, of love because even though you love it and it comes easy to you man this like i always say this it's 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 simple but it's hard work yeah like, it's hard work, man, for real. Like, so many people get depressed because of the work is so hard, and then they yeah. quit and give up. You know what I'm saying? But that love, you'll run through a, a brick wall because you love something. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. kind of, can you continue to unpack Yeah, you got it. I mean, you got to have that that love for, for anything. And so the other thing is that, like, so that love, you also can't let it blind you. And what mm. I mean is, is that, so like, for instance, uh, I posted a, a, a kid's, um, it's like a nine minute documentary about a, about one of the kids that he was about three years under me at Edmondson, my high school. His name is Stanton Kid, and he's about to return to Turkey. He's 27 years old for, I want to say maybe a sixth or seventh pro overseas season in basketball. Mm. And so... He's always been very transparent about his journey and, and, and hooping. And you know, he, you know, you folks, you, you grow up where you go to school with, you know, they'll treat overseas like somebody did something, you like you failed or something like that. Like I don't right, know, right. you got away from here for a little while, you gotta see some things, like that's a beautiful thing. And um, I say all that to say is that don't love blind don't let love blind you from a pocket. One of the things that um, one of the things that that uh, a mentor once told me is he said, you know, Jay Z is cool, but Pusha T is better. Mm. Like what? Like, <laughs> like what? yeah. He said, uh, he said Jay Z couldn't go to Seven Eleven, grab a Slurpee, you know, some Funyuns, and walk out and mind his business, mm. right? And he said. Pusha T can probably have access to some of the same comfortabilities and amenities that Jay-Z have, but he can walk in Walmart and most likely get his stuff, walk out without people harassing him and all that type of stuff. Right. And so that always made me think about, I don't need to be trying to reach for fame and all these types of stuff. I can okay, yeah, be very human. Mm-hmm. And so that love will, and me not letting that love blind me will force away all of these sort of quote unquote opportunities that may come or may I may think I need to go for and all of that. And I'm saying like, yo, you got to have a real tight pocket, tight infrastructure, 
You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, you don't, you know, you don't, you. I mean, currency is another great example. Like, he can walk around and mind his business. Right, you know right, right. He's a millionaire, like, I mean, right. Like, so you want to be like cool on on your end. And so I, one of the things in our community that we have to work on is that, okay, if um if Shorty is a rapper, all right, if he's a rapper, and he doesn't end up on the BET Awards. Mm-hmm. Why are we calling uh, this young lady or whatever case may be a failure? Right. Why we right. right. They did a show, a cup, you know, maybe three states nearby had, I don't know, 2,000, 5,000 people there. You know, you selling the tickets, you break down the money, that's good money. Like, you know, yeah. like, yeah. why do we, and so because we don't have these sort of levels, in our community, it's even like fly or die. <laughs> right. So it's how do we? Discouraging. I'm sorry. How, how do we? How do we change? Now, I mean, I somewhat see the paradigm is changing a little bit, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do believe, like, you know what I'm saying? The field you went now with Paul Street, that's about to get back into the forefront. I do oh, believe yeah. that the time is, you know what I'm saying? Is the, the way the world going right now is, is time for that. But how do we change that? You know what I'm saying? Being in opposition down to where instead of whatever they, whatever they, the enemy tells us is cool or whatever they portray, you know, you, this should be y'all leader or this should be y'all icon. How do we change that to where, you know, real intellectuals are the cool ones now? It's like who we should be looking up to. How do we change that, uh, you know, mentality within our community? I think, I think, you know, you know, old head, old whatever the case may be. They gotta learn how to to like gracefully step away and let people rise or or guide people in in a certain way because um you know whether we like it or not the more you get older the more more uh softer you get to the blow of what they say is cool whatever right. you know like and so young people might have a, a more fresh perspective on stuff and so we gotta become real comfortable with like getting out the way, you know, because, you know, the youth, they, they kind of, they bring their own energy and they bring some new perspectives. Um, they definitely young and silly and goofy as all outdoors. But uh, we got to be able to, like, steer, you know, like, steer that. And then yep. that can't really happen unless you make a conscious decision to, to, to guide them as best as possible. And so um this is super off topic even like with the, the kids six nine like all that with him and how kids perceive you know his kids don't see nothing wrong with his idea and all that and it's like <sighs> maybe maybe if older people within certain industries didn't try to hold the reins for so long and, and milk so many kids through that conveyor belt Man. they would have been had the time to step away and they would have been known to be. They would have. We would have known that. Okay, these these um OGs are over here for a reason, and they're there to advise, and that's right. what, that's their function. But we trying to be in the video too, and advising, and then Shorty looking at it like, man, you ain't here with me. Like, why should I leave what you saying? Right, right, right. So, yeah, you know, we, we you know sort of that elders council type of type of vibe. I think that's the way. You know, we sort of stay the culture in the way it needs to go um and right. um yeah you know you you know we're a young man man 
you really gonna have to like wow me to 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 get my attention. Yeah, man. Right, right. All it's right, difficult. So, that's happening. You sitting right next to me in the club. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, but like I said, I think that old way of thinking, that old world, is about to get washed out. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. So, you know what I'm saying. So that's why I listen, man. I I, I wanted to reach out to you because I, I see you as one of these trailblazers that's that's in this in this struggle, this fight, that's pushing this new paradigm, a new thinking, man. Mm-hmm. And you know. I, I want to. I just want to say thank you. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. Yeah. You, you know, you and my prayers. You already know what it is. Yeah, yeah, um, same, man. Same. You know, so, so you know, just before we get out of here, man, just one little last message you have for you know the youngest, like you spoke about, that's coming up behind you. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying like, just the, what can certain moves can they make moving forward? You know, with this pandemic. You know, what I'm saying to, to let their light shine for the world. Like, what moves can they be making? Well, what I would say is, is that um, what I would say is, is that a lot of people will say what you're looking for is in you. And that's very true. That's very true. The process of, of finding that spark that's with, that's within you, most likely, most unless you just, you just super blessed up. Mm-hmm. is going to be very rigorous, very defeated at times. Points where you think you don't got an ounce of, of just love for whatever in you, and then you're going to have to dig a little bit deeper. Mm. And as you dig anywhere else you know, in the world, you dig deeper, you find more richer soil. Mm. And so mm-hmm. you start to bring like that, that, you know, you start to bring that soil to the top of your life, and you start to realize, all right, I just went through the process of digging deeper. Not only did I hit better soil, I hit more water. Okay, so you mm-hmm. might hit water, you might hit oil, whatever the case may be. You brought that soil to the top. The things that you plant thereafter are going to be nourished a lot more. Then if you just decided to plant seeds on, you know, the first level of top. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to be more well-fed. And after that process, man, you can just shake the seeds up like dice and just toss them. Right, stuff Because the soil is so rich, you know? But you got to get up every day as best possible and and sort of turn that soil, you know, like farmers do. And um, I would say be... Fall in a deep love with that. Fall in a deep, insane love affair with, with developing the soil of your life. And mm-hmm. everything else would be would be extra. I have a hoodie on. And this is just like material merchandise. but And I can get into just the richness of life. I have um, a spirit on right now before I get to this hoodie. I have a spirit yeah. on right now that some days they are dark, some days they are light. But there's, there's always this hope and faith that I try to my best to maintain and that is maintained. So that's number one. But just speaking artistically, this brand is greater than the sword. I ran this brand for maybe, I don't know, five or six years or something like that. The paintings behind me are, are what I painted. Um, yep. My new children's book is right here. Um, Where can I get that? Where can everybody go get that? Com. You can pre-order. I have a little bit more pre-orders right, right here. Um, my art is around me, but it, 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 you know, it's, it's around me in this room, poems that I've written, um, that, you know, the people buy from me now. 
Um, I just say all that to say is that had I not taken it very seriously about building my soil, which is writing and yep. now branching into more arts. If I said, hey, I'm going to write a children's book, I don't think people would have taken me seriously. But because it's such a difficult process and people see that you're going through that, they're like, okay, I, mm-hmm. I can do that. If he's, if he's going talk. for that, <laughs> then it must be a serious endeavor. You know, and so I was saying, real talk, that. real talk, man. Hey, listen, bro, tell me, let everyone know your website where they can get because all your stuff is there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, people can, um, they can, um, reach me at tarictoray.com, um, on Instagram and all other platforms is tarictoray, um, T A R I Q T O U R E. Um, you can buy my new children's book, which drops October 7th on, on davidsdollar.com. It's about a young man who spends a dollar and asks his father where that dollar goes in the community and his father shows him where it goes in the community. Um, you can buy um, great. So I have a brand dedicated to writing. <laughs> so it's called Greater mm. Than The Sword. So you can go to greaterthanthesword.com to buy one of these cool hoodies or something else. And then um, all the rest of my stuff, you know, you can support my work so I can continue to keep on doing this work that I'm doing. And, um, you know, most importantly, um, please uh, support this podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Listen, everyone heard that and soaked in, man. Thank you very much for connecting with me. You you know what I'm saying? You definitely brought value, uh, man. So listen, man, listen, you got my prayer. Keep doing what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? We're behind you over here, so... You already bet. know what it is. All right, but but you be safe out there, man. Yes, sir. Some legum. Hey, man. You right. know, I'm gonna I'm hit reach out to you, man. Cause listen, I told you, I've been I've been doing this writing thing, but yeah, ah, yeah, let me know, man. Let me know, man. Let me know. Ah, right, it's a boxing boy. match. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. All right, man. So, man, enjoy the rest of your evening, man. So, I'm gonna sure. get up with you later. All right, back. So, again. All right, peace. Yes, sir, man. That was...